Thank you so much for being a listener of the Deep Believer Show. We love our listeners, we pray for our listeners, and we love to hear from our listeners. So if you have anything you'd like to say, if you have any testimonies, or if you have any questions, leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Again, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being a listener of The Deep Believer Show. Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer Bagnashi with Deep Believer. Today, we're going to do a quick segment on Christmas and why specifically God chose gold, frankincense, and myrrh for Jesus. You are going to want to hear this. I find it quite fascinating. So let's jump into it. And really quickly, let's get the elephant out of the room. More than likely, Jesus was not born on December 25th. Okay, that's out the way. So let's get into it. Why did God choose gold, frankincense, and myrrh? So at this time, Mary is impregnated with Jesus. And Joseph is thinking about divorcing her, but God literally invades his dream and tells him not to. They go to Bethlehem. And when they get to Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph, they arrive at an end. There's no room for them. So then they're looking for a place to go, right? Well, we always see in storybooks or in movies, they're in a stable and then there's animals around. And that's actually not true according to archaeologists. Archaeologists have proven that during that time, and historians, during that time in Bethlehem, where they kept the animals were under houses. There were typically caves under houses where they would keep the animals to feed in the night or even to feed sometimes and for safety and shelter. Theologians and, like I said, archaeologists have more than likely put a nail in the head that that's more than likely where Jesus was born. He was born under a house in a cave in a room where they stored the animals. Nowhere in the Bible does it say Jesus was born in a stable. You won't find that anywhere. It's not anywhere. So now we have the wise men and they're more than likely from Persia and or Eastern Arabia. And they see the star in the sky and they seem to know a little bit about prophecy. And they actually give Jesus the title, the same title that was given to Jesus at crucifixion. They said, we have to see the King of the Jews. Wow. And that's exactly what Pontius Pilate put on top of Jesus's cross, king of the Jews. It's amazing how those two parallel. So anyway, the king, King Herod at the time, he calls them over and he's like, you guys know a little bit about a little bit. You follow that star and I need you to go and find this Messiah because I want to worship him too. King Herod's lying. He wants to kill the baby. He wants to kill Jesus because he feels as if his throne is being threatened. So the wise men are like, okay, we'll go. So as they're traveling, mind you, there were not three traveling. There were a lot traveling. Why do I say that? According to historians, theologians, and archaeologists, wise men always traveled in large groups because they were known to be very wealthy. They were pagan. Yes, they were pagan. And they were astrologists. So they were going. They were traveling in large groups because they were known to carry expensive things on them and, and gold and money. They always traveled in large groups. So at this time, this is about two years later, roughly about two years later, around that time, they reach the house of Jesus. Wherever he is in Bethlehem, he's no longer under someone's house in a cave. He's at a house because the Bible says when they arrived at the house, they gave Jesus gold, 
frankincense and myrrh. As a matter of fact, I was just at breakfast the other day with a friend and she said, yeah, Jesus was probably two or three years old. He probably opened the door. So he may have opened the door. Who knows? So the wise men, they present Mary and Joseph with gold, frankincense and myrrh. All right, listen to this. This is the cool part. Gold. What is gold? We all know gold is very wealthy. Gold is probably the finest metals on the entire planet, the most expensive metals in the entire planet. We know that. Okay. Why frankincense? Frankincense was well known to be offered up to God, and it was equally as expensive as gold. Not only that, remember what I just said, frankincense was known to be an incense that was offered up to God. So this was confirmation that Jesus was being confirmed as God. The wise men gave him frankincense. The only time you would give frankincense to anyone would be to call them God. And Jesus was the only one. And myrrh, what was myrrh used for? Myrrh was used to consecrate kings. Come on now, king of the Jews. He's God. Myrrh was at the time as equal to the amount of gold, just like frankincense was equal to the amount of gold. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Very, very expensive things. You know, a lot of us may have even thought, oh yeah, it was a nice gift. They're just being kind to give give Jesus the king gifts so he can have money and smell good. That's not what that meant. For everything God does, there is a particular specific purpose for everything. So listen to this. So at this time, King Herod realized, okay, these wise men are not coming back because God invaded the wise men's dreams. And God told them, don't you dare go back to King Herod. You go your own way. So they go their own way. And then God invades Joseph's dream again. And he tells them, look, King Herod is going to try to kill Jesus. So you take Jesus. Remember that you take Jesus and his mother with you and you flee to Egypt. You're going to flee to Egypt. Okay. So the gold, frankincense, and myrrh, archaeologists and theologians have proven that that is just the amount of money perfect for leaving one country to another for safety. So God specifically provided for Mary, Jesus, and Joseph to leave their country and to go to a different country for safety. Come on now. It wasn't just to smell good. It wasn't just to have money. It was for provision. And listen to this one. As long as they took Jesus with them, they were fine, right? Take Jesus, take the child with you, take Jesus with you, and I will provide for you. I will make sure you are well taken care of. I will make sure you are protected. And Jesus was protected. Mary was protected. God is the provider. Merry Christmas. Come on now. Jesus came that we will have life and have it more abundantly. That comes with safety, that comes with health, that comes with everything. God is the provider and he provided us Jesus Christ. What better gift can you give? And I even once heard a pastor say one time, he said, a victorious king never leaves his people. And when Jesus died on the cross and when he rose again on that third day, 40 days later, he said, you know what? I'm not going to leave you without a comforter. But what I am giving you, I am giving you Holy Spirit. So he is the provider. The story of Christmas is not only about the birth of Jesus, but that the fact that God the Father gave us God the Son so we can have God the Spirit all in one because he is the provider. So remember, Mary and Joseph 
were obedient, which is why God was always able to provide for them. God told them what to do and they did it. God gave them dreams of what to do and they did it. Because they did it, they were always taken care of. God always provided for them. No matter where they went, they always had. They didn't go without. God always provided for them, just like you. Obedience is provision and obedience is protection. So obey the Lord. Thank the Lord so much that he's given us Jesus, the name of all names, the King of Kings, the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the first and risen King. There is no one like him, no one besides him. And remember, Jesus Christ, born in Bethlehem, is the only God who thought you were worth dying for and actually did. Merry Christmas.